0: Welcome to Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast. Each week, we host inspiring conversations with game-changing entrepreneurs, investors, and operators, building and scaling the tech ecosystems of Latin America, South and Southeast Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. At Alter Global, we are a different kind of Silicon Valley venture capital firm. Beyond returns, we are guided by a belief in the power of tech unicorns rather than traditional foreign aid, to completely transform nations. Our founders are role models in the making, catalyzing the next wave of ventures in their communities. Our entrepreneurs are not just building their companies, they're building their countries.
1: LVP is an early stage venture capital firm based in Mexico City, investing in Spanish-speaking Latin America. Similar to Alter's mission of investing in emerging markets as a whole, AllVP focuses on supporting founders passionate about solving Latin America's greatest challenges through innovation and entrepreneurship. We've co-invested together in Yana, a health tech startup making mental health support accessible for Spanish speakers everywhere. Today, I'll be speaking with Anne Charlotte, one of AllVP's investors. By the time this episode airs though, Charlotte will have transitioned from AllVP to a high-growth startup in Latin America to get a taste of how the operational side of things works. Today, we'll be talking about how she entered the world of BC and startups in Latin America, how she sees the ecosystem growing, what are some of the verticals and trends that LVP focuses on, and how she thinks about bias in the industry. Really cool conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Charlotte, how you doing? I'm great, thank you. And you, Anna, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Before we dive in, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and just share
2: where you are in the world and what you do? Sure. So my name is Charlotte. I'm originally from France and I'm now living in Mexico City working for Olvipi. Awesome.
1: We hosted our Fall Altar Fellows in Mexico City last year for Orientation and I'm very excited to go back soon. It's such a dynamic city and it's been amazing just seeing how many companies and digital nomads are setting up their hub there. Can you tell me about your introduction to venture capital firm and your initial attraction to it? Like, how did you end up in a LATAM VC coming from France?
2: Yeah, sure. So my entry to venture capital came from my willingness to help entrepreneurs develop their projects but actually it was not so straightforward. I started studying economics and finance in Europe, first two years in London, then in France, but I wanted to do finance in a different way. So for my first internship, I went to Peru to work in a microfinance institute. So it was a bit lost in Cusco's countryside. And there I was working with small and local entrepreneurs Many in agriculture. So the idea was to help them uh, with a small amount of money um, develop their business. And I really liked this experience. And I was helping entrepreneurs develop their project. And even if it was on a, on a small scale, from that time, I realized that I wanted to continue helping entrepreneurs develop their project and grow their business. So when I came back to France, I decided to specialize in investment. I started in private equity and I found it super interesting, but I thought I was missing all this innovation and tech part Uh, that is changing the world, you know. So I really thought I was missing something. And that's why I went to work for the French public investment firm to work with French scale-ups. So we were investing in what we call French champions that were raising more than 20 million USD to expand their project abroad. So this was my first step in venture capital. And from that time, I have known that I wanted to pursue my career in venture capital. And I've always been fascinating by fascinated by emerging countries' dynamics and challenges. That's why I went to Peru. And that's why also I studied about Southeast Asian economies in Singapore. And yeah, in emerging countries, I think innovation can really solve big inefficiencies. So I wanted to do a kind of mix of all these experiences and work in venture capital in emerging countries and more specifically in Latin America. So that's why that's how I ended up in AllVP, actually, investing in funders that are solving Latin American hardest problems.
1: Amazing. You found a career that really checked off all the boxes for you, it sounds.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: How has the Latin American VC ecosystem changed in your perspective since you started working at all VP almost two years ago? How do you see or foresee it continuing to evolve?
2: Actually, that's a great question. And it's funny because when I came to Mexico, so almost two years ago, I started to follow deals of the week because each week we have a deal flow meeting with all investment members uh, at all VP where we discuss uh, like deals, amounts, and more broadly speaking, the markets, the Latin American VC markets. And from five to 10 deals a week when I arrived, I was tracking five to 10 deals when I arrived. And now we usually see more than 20 deals a week. So yeah, there has been a huge evolution and even in terms of amounts and I think between 2020 and 2021, it was a, the amount was multiplied by almost five. So yeah, it has been a huge change for Latin America. And this is not so surprising, because Latin America is a much bigger opportunity than we may think. And investors have started to understand that. So to give you a few data points around that, Latin America has a huge population, it represents about 650 million people and this is twice the size of the US population. Then it has a high GDP per capita, it's 16% higher than that of China. And last point and maybe the most important one, it has a huge upside. So even if the region has been a, the fastest-growing market for e-commerce in the pandemic, e-commerce penetration rate remains really low. You can see that half of the population remains underbanked. Even if it has, like there has been some innovation, still half of the population remains underbanked. And then you have really low quality of public healthcare services or education. So yes, it has a big potential and it's attracting more and more investors from all around the world, including SoftBank, Axel, that's been here for a long time, and Sequoia, Andreessen, and many others. So yes, it's very exciting time in Latin America and we feel strongly that this is just the beginning. Absolutely.
1: It's an amazing opportunity. In the last year, Alter made. 12 investments in Latin America alone. It's been such an exciting and fast-moving market. Can you tell us a bit more about all the focus? Like, what are some verticals or trends that have you excited?
2: Yeah, sure. Within OVP, we invest in startups led by founders who share our vision to democratize access to services to the masses and fix large inefficient industries. That's why we are naturally focusing on four main practices that are fintech, future of commerce, smart cities, and human capital, so fintech can disrupt access to financial services where you see that almost half of the population in Latin America is still underbanked. Speaking about future of commerce, we are looking for companies that could compensate the logistic lack of infrastructure. For example, then a human capital, a innovation in human capital, you can improve access to education and healthcare. So yes, we have decided to focus on the on these four practices because there is a lot to do
1: yeah awesome sounds super interesting so as a recap fintech future of commerce smart cities and human capital amazing and I think you guys share this similar idea with Alter. For example, YANA, the company that we co-invested in, a mental health company based in Mexico that has allowed almost 7 million Latin Americans to access mental health care while there are no, well there was no Spanish-speaking affordable solution for people with mental health issues so far.
2: Yes, totally. That's a great example of innovation in healthcare that can bring a solution to the masses while uh, they didn't have access to mental health solution before. That's right. Super interesting.
1: Yeah, we definitely share your focus on investing in business models and founders that are building products for the majority of citizens in emerging markets to utilize, not just the top 1%. What do you think about ways to continue catalyzing the startup ecosystem in this part of the world?
2: Within AllVP, we have implemented different initiatives. So since AllVP funding in 2012, we have uh, tried to develop a strong community uh, with founders, with investors, with students in entrepreneurship. So we have developed different initiatives So I will speak about four, but there is like many more. But for instance, we are doing VC 101 sessions to teach some basics about venture capital. So students can join, founders can join, even venture capital analysts that is starting in the industry can join and learn about some basics, about cap tables, about dilution, about very basic topic for venture capital. Then we are organizing office hours. So office hours is a time where one founder can speak with a one investor from OVP and ask all the questions they have. So it can be on business model, on the market, on a VC vision, on how to improve a deck. So it's really like open questions. Then we have developed a tool which is called deckchecker.com. So maybe we can share the link link with the podcast. But uh, the idea here is to... um, Entrepreneurs can submit their deck and they will receive a feedback on how to improve the deck. So Because the deck in the end is a showcase of the business. So it's really important to have a good deck. And then we have all VP research. So... This is really exciting because we explore and we share the emerging trends in Latin American venture capital ecosystem. So why do we do that? First, for our own knowledge, obviously, because this is a fascinating uh, space and fascinating market, but also to give visibility to the whole ecosystem. Because the, the more you talk about something, the more they will talk about it. So for instance, to give you an example, we have recently launched a research project that is called Sunicorn Club. So we were asking us the question, which Latin American startup will be the next Unicorn? And this helps give visibility to promising startups in Latin America in the end. So yeah, that's kind of initiatives we are doing in Old VP. Amazing, Charlotte, thank you so much. We'll definitely
1: share all the links for that in the in the show notes. All of the initiatives that you guys are doing is, is amazing. And I keep hearing the word share. So I think one of the, the themes that we can conclude is that one of the ways that we can keep building and catalyzing the startup ecosystem is sharing knowledge and helping budding entrepreneurs that are looking to start something, learn from people who have done it for the past however many years, and, and encourage people to share what they know. Is there anything that you feel could improve or anything that you would like to change about BC as, a, as an industry?
2: One thing I would love to develop more, and I think we have to work on this, is women entrepreneurship. And there is a lot to do. And even if uh, there is a lot of initiative that has started, we have to continue to make it a more inclusive space. So a good start with this is talking about women that are doing things, giving them visibility. But there is a lot to do on on this part.
1: Yeah, definitely. The number of female entrepreneurs, particularly in emerging markets, is still quite low. And we really hope to see that change soon. How else do you think about bias in venture capital?
2: Great question, actually. In my opinion, it's our role as investors to try to avoid bias as much as possible. Here, I'm not only talking about gender. I'm also talking about social origin, school background, and many different other factors. So if you take the example of Andaria Campos, from Yana, you have told about at the beginning, which is one of our portfolio companies and yours too at Alter. So she dropped out of school when she was 16, experiencing depression. Then she realized that she had no access to professional support. So when she left university, she started learning to code alone, to build a platform that would help her during difficult times and that would also help Spanish speakers anywhere, anytime, bringing them mental health support. So that's how Yana was born and she managed to reach 7 million users thanks to her determination and conviction in teaching herself how to code and beta testing several versions of Yana. So in the end, we have bias, but there is no typical funders, because this is a great example of how someone that does not have a typical background can succeed and build something huge and amazing for the whole time population.
1: That's right, Charlotte, could not agree with you more. We cannot and should not rely on markers like school or socioeconomic status alone, to indicate a founder's potential probability of success. Shifting gears a bit, I always like to learn about the stories or experiences that have shaped our understanding of the world and the role that we play within it. I'd love to ask, what's one book that inspired you personally
2: and one book that inspired you professionally? That's a great question. And actually, I really like that when listening to podcasts like learning about new books and everything. So I will try to, to find the best, the best ones. Maybe personally, so to give you a bit of context, I grew up in a family where politics was at the heart of conversations. My mom was uh, doing politics at a local scale. So in my house, we had hundreds of biographies and political essays. So when I was young, I read uh, the biography of Simone Weil, which, who is ex-minister of health in France during the 70s, 80s. And I really loved that book because she's a force of character. She is Jewish and during World War II, all of her family was deported and killed. And despite this horrible start in life, she has never lost faith in humanity. She studied law, then she brought the law of abortion in front of the court. Then she was really engaged in discrimination against women, and so yeah, she's a kind of force of character, and she she has been an example for me. Then, professionally speaking. You may think I'm only reading about women, but it's not the case. But this book is amazing. It's a book that recently got my attention and that is making a lot of sense with a current subjects. So it's a pledge for innovation without the gender gap. It's called Mother of Invention from a Swedish writer and journalist, Karin Marcel. And it relates a story of technological development and its lack of concern for women. So when we talk about bias before, specifically, it explains how good ideas can get ignored in an economy built for men. I won't give you the whole story, but for instance, it's a kind of teaser, I would say. It tells you why it took more than 5,000 years to attach wheels. To a suitcase. If you read that book, you see that in many different examples of innovation, there has always been bias. What did it teach me professionally? I would say that it taught me how much we should be careful about our stereotypes and biases.
1: Wow, what an incredible example. I've never thought about that before. Thank you, Charlotte. To wrap us up for today, can you share one piece of advice you have for entrepreneurs and the best piece of advice you've received personally?
2: One piece of advice I would say to entrepreneurs or even to anyone is don't self-censor yourself. If you want to ask something because you didn't understand, you can ask it. People may judge you, but who cares in the end? And you will have learned something and grown yourself. Many times, students at school are afraid of asking questions, but in the end, if you don't ask, you will never know and you will stay at your stage. You will never grow. And it's the same for entrepreneurs. If you want to create something, then try it. It may not work, but in the end, you will have learned and usually investors like this type of profile. So yes, just give it a try. Then, regarding the best piece of advice I've received personally, I will speak about an advice I've received recently regarding my professional path, I would say. It's kind of a build your own investor personality and this personality should always be aligned with your values. This piece of advice, I've received it from Antonia Joras. Sorry, my Spanish is going to go out when I'm I'm getting a, a Spanish name. Antonia is a partner at Olvipi. She's the youngest um, woman partner in Latin America. And she's like amazing. I mean, she's a kind of source of inspiration because she's smart, she's a really good investor. But at the same time, she's really human and she has always been aligned with her values. And I think it's really important when you are an investor, because in the end, it's a human work. You know, you are meeting entrepreneurs all the day, listening about their projects. In the end, even if you won't invest, you have to demonstrate empathy because this is their life usually and you cannot say like only no or it won't work or something like this you have to be constructive to give a constructive advices so yes that's something we have talked about with Antonia and the focus on empathy and respecting your values is really important
1: wow i love it charlotte And I couldn't agree more. We're in the business of investing in people more than startups. It's their life's work. That's great advice. And honestly, the Spanglish comes out from me as well all the time. (laughs) Confusing words in English and Spanish. And even
2: sometimes French is coming to you. (laughs) can't imagine adding a third to the mix.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, Charlotte. And I hope we have a chance to meet in Mexico City soon. If any entrepreneurs or folks who are listening want to reach out, how can they reach you?
2: Yeah, sure. So I can give you my email address so that any entrepreneur that who want to contact or to ask questions, you can reach out, reach out on LinkedIn, or I will let you my, my email address. Awesome. We'll share that all in the show
0: notes. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you, Anna. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us on another episode of Venture Boldly. We'll be back soon. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. To learn more about our ventures or meet our team, you can visit our website at alter.bc. That's alte dot We'll catch you next time on Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast.